Hey, what it do is 10 Sheet Zine. I am Ross. So today you're going to hear a conversation that we had with Ty Moore of No Fuego and MTAT fame from back in the day. Baton Rouge people will know. It was really cool just diving back in Ty's past and seeing where he come from and all that stuff like that. Just leading up to, you know, the No Fuego days, which is where I really knew him from and all that stuff like that. So it was super cool to talk to Mr. Ty. And, man... Even Greg didn't know some of the stories back, you know, they were on the road together and stuff that they never even talked about, you know. So it's pretty cool to um, have you guys come in here and, and tell your stories of your musical upbringing and where it come from, you know, because not everybody knows the story. So I'm glad you guys are continuing to do this with us. Please inquire if you'd like to be on the show, you know, like we, we just really enjoy hearing people's stories and stuff like that, so... Just hit us up and let us know, and um, let us know who you want to hear on here too, man, you know? And if you could, go ahead and subscribe to whatever platform you're on, and, um, you know, like the Facebook page and the Instagram page and all that stuff, it just really helps. Maybe uh, leave a review on iTunes, that really helps, just, you know, just so people, other people hear about the show. That's, you know, it shows up on the search um, a little better if you type in punk rock podcast or whatever the fuck you know so people will listen to it and get a little more interested and maybe you'll sell more of your goddamn t-shirts so anyway (laughs) damn greg needs to be here for these things so anyway check out uh mr ty and uh man support local music and we love you guys we'll see y'all soon Uh, Ty Moore. There it is. So what's going on, fellas? There he is. And I'm, I'm here. Greg's here. I'm here. Sean's here. We got a bunch of people in the Everybody's background. Here, yeah. You'll probably hear a bunch of people in the background. Yeah, there are people a, that are here. We're having a little hangout. Ty, thanks for coming, brother. Yeah, man, anytime. Yeah. Happy to be here. Happy yeah. to hang out with y'all. Beautiful day. <laughs> Absolutely. Beautiful day. Very nice day today. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I guess we did a little intro, but... Ty and I have been in at least a band together. Yeah. Um, we've done a lot of things, and Ross has known Ty forever and a day. Uh, but Ty did things even before I was in a band with Ty, musically. And he still does things musically. Um, so he's got a little downtime, so I was like, man, please be on our show. And so here he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to get into it, man. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about grilling food, too. and uh, Yeah, we talk about grilling food. Drinking some beers and hanging out. Yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah. Nice day. So, uh, so we got to get into it. <laughs> yeah. We, so t- we always ask our, our, our people, you know, tell us about, I know that your mom is musically gifted. I know she plays. Yeah. yeah. And I know your dad did as well, because I know of a special guitar. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. So, but talk to me about like, um, 
you growing up in that house of, of music? Yeah, well, it definitely is. Uh, both of my parents are musicians. My parents are together maybe because of music. Right. <laughs> like, the way my parents met. <laughs> my mom's hitchhiking and my dad picks her up and she's with her brother and they go hang out at his place and he starts playing guitar and she's like all about that shit. <laughs> and uh, so she's playing music and he's playing music and they just like stayed together and did their thing, you know, forever. So that's, I was like in the womb at a Loggins and Messina concert listening to like the <laughs> Say what you want, but like the greatest, get it. greatest freaking harmony ever sure. are those two dudes. Like yeah. in the womb, like eight months pregnant. That's where I'm at. So that's that's the house I was born into. Right. You know, my dad's always playing. My mom's like putting me and my sister to sleep with arpeggios every single night on and classical masterpieces on the piano. So <laughs> it's like music for me isn't something that I learned. It was just, it was almost like it was a second language. And I wasn't necessarily like super fluent at anything, but it was, it was a, it was a language. It was, music was how we were feeling and it was what we wanted to say. And, uh, that was, that was life from a young age and it just never stopped. It just kept going up all the way through. Killer. Awesome. Yeah. And you grew up, you grew up in Baton Rouge or? Yeah, Baton Rouge. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Baton Rouge and my dad was playing, he had a, cousins that lived in san antonio and every time they'd come to town he'd be jamming with them or my grandmother would put on uh family reunions in san antonio and we'd go over there and he'd be playing with them and like that was my first experience playing instruments and playing in front of people and you, and you something i didn't even know man you said your mom and her her brother yeah did, did the brother play as well? Yeah, he's like the, yeah he plays guitar. He's all about Hendrix, man. Oh, well. He taught me about Jimi Hendrix like when I was twenty something. So okay. that's that's why I got into Hendrix a little later on. Okay. But yeah, he was a he was into blues, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and uh, yeah, he was he was about he was about that guitar. Yes, yeah, so he couldn't go anywhere in your family and like not run into music at some point, right? No, no, it was always there. It was always live. It was always somebody playing imperfect, imperfect, and uh, <laughs> but fun and great. And but there's always a guitar in the corner or whatever. Always, is, so you you yeah. always had that availability. Piano. And stuff. Yeah, piano. Pianos. Really. Yeah, cool. Yeah, for me, I mean, um, I didn't know how to play till about sixth grade. I got a. Uh, I went to River Oaks in fourth grade. And then we moved to Broadmoor, and I, I got to go to Villa Del Rey for one year oh. for fifth grade, and I got straight A's, so I got to go to the magnet school because I got straight A's in fifth grade, and the magnet school offered guitar and piano. So, like, my dad didn't teach me guitar. My mom tried to teach me piano, but I, got, I, couldn't, I couldn't read. I always listened and played by ear. Yeah. Wow. So, so the magnet school was Villa Del Rey? Magnet school was uh, McKinley Middle. Right. Yeah. So you had... And so this is where we kind of click in. Mm-hmm. You had Morrison. Yeah. And you had Dana. Yeah, well, I had Morrison. I don't yeah. remember Dana, you but I remember Mr. Morrison. Mr. Morrison was. Yeah. So Mr. Morrison taught me uh, guitar the second semester. Wow. He taught me the chords Yeah. on an old Fender that my mom gave me, an old Fender electric, I mean, uh, acoustic. The, year before, the semester before that, I got to play piano, and that was Morrison, too. Yep. But I just wanted an A, you know? Because <laughs> you didn't want to get kicked out of McKinley. Middle. Yeah, right. Because if your grades drop, look, I, we know. Yeah, you got boot. Yeah, you, you had to, you had to do it there. So I figured I had a little background in piano. So took <laughs> took piano first first semester, but I really wanted to play guitar. Right. I wanted my dad to teach me. You know? Did we ever talk about McKinley Middle? You no. Did you know that I went there? No, no clue. Yeah, 
But wow. I mean, you were you know you were older. It's you were not older like we spent enough time together that we couldn't have talked about that. <laughs> I don't crazy. know, man. All three years. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, wow, that just blew my mind. Did, <laughs> did you know? Do you know who Reginald Morrison is? Like, no, as, I just he's just the guy that taught me how to play guitar. All right. So real quick, Reginald Morrison is like this. Um, well, for us, he was just this old dude, right? And he played in so many jazz bands. He played with, like, the Marsalis family in New Orleans. Like, he's just this renowned Baton Rouge jazz musician. Like, I don't know if you knew that, but he was phenomenal. Mm. I booked him later in life, like, <laughs> when I worked at the at Churchill. It's like, yeah. uh, I booked a jazz quartet, and then Reginald shows up. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And he played Mr. Cage from McKinley High, and, like, all these old jazz cats are awesome. So it was uh, a great – I thought he was a good teacher. Like, he taught me – trombone and everything else brass yeah he was a good teacher like by the end of the semester i had all the chords down and that's all he was teaching us he wasn't teaching us lead or anything but we could all play every chord you know a to g good i mean for middle school it's not bad yeah yeah and then i figured out what a power chord was and uh yeah that was it (laughs) i remember like i was staying home sick from school and uh i had mtv on and my mom was letting me watch it because <laughs> you know she, y'all know my mom. That's also like, another thing. Yeah, I, we can we can talk about that later if you want. Yeah, well, she, she she's letting me watch MTV and Basket Case comes on, and that was like the first the first music outside of like what I grew up with. Green Day is always the it was the all intro. yeah well, for yeah, me it was for sure you know and that was it that was power chords put into action and it was like yeah, yeah this is like a whole different wow world. melody with the power chord yeah. makes sense let's do it yeah yeah it was cool so you grabbed power chords <laughs> in middle school yeah. I so, mean, about when I learned how to play guitar, yeah. So when did you, like, so McKinley stops at, like, eighth grade, and then you go to ninth grade, and you went to Broadmoor. Yeah. Right. So tell me, did you play in band there? Yeah, yeah, I did a uh, marching band. By that point, I was playing drums, so I wanted an A. And uh, where, did, where did you pick up drums, though, like, from middle school to high school? Yeah, um, after sixth grade, my grandmother put on another uh, family reunion in San Antonio. And so, like, my cousins had a band. There's, there's like, four of them. One played bass, one played guitar, one played drums. I think another one played guitar. And then my dad played guitar. And they grew up together just jamming, and they were hippies. And they loved playing music, always playing music. And so um, anytime we had that, we'd have a stage, crawfish boil, the grills going, all the whole freaking family's there, like probably 100 people. My Jeez. grandmother, could just she could just put it together like that. <laughs> After she died, we never did it again. Like, she was the reason we got to do all Same, that. Bro, you got to bring that back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It would have been cool. Like, the whole, yeah, we don't really... Don't even don't really even talk to family much anymore. But that one summer, they're jamming and like they go to take their break and there's a drum set there. I've never played on a drum set before. I, I was I was playing on spoons and pots and books with pencils, <laughs> and and then uh, this this set's there. It's open. Everybody's doing their thing. So I just hopped on it. See, but started playing a beat. And you got rhythm. You understood rhythm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just kind of putting it together. Mm-hmm. I could I could play a I could play a beat. I got on there and started playing just like a regular four four you know beat, and the, I was probably special. I was probably trying to play that intro to Basket Case, and my my grandmother like she turns around like who's playing drums? Who the hell is on the drum set? Is what she said, because <laughs> uh, it was probably super loud, <laughs> you know, and uh, and she was you know she's a little older, and she she saw me playing the drums. She's like you gotta get the student drum set and let him learn how to play. So wow. that, that's where the drums drums came in about sixth or seventh grade. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So about ninth grade, I it's about the same age my daughter is right now, like twelve, thirteen, something like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen, that's fourteen. Awesome. So by ninth grade, you're going into high school with a 
a, un, an understanding of drums. Yeah, from by that point, like I was playing a little bit with the neighbor, my neighborhood friends. Okay. Uh, you were all in on drums though, like that was your. No, I was drums and guitar. Okay, I was. Ne- I've never been all in on anything. Okay, that's that's been probably my biggest setback. But um, or step forward. It's hard, it depends on how you look at it. I was playing Silverchair and Bush and Green Day with the the neighborhood neighborhood kids. They play guitar and bass. And do you remember any of them? Yeah, Ian Ritchie was my best friend. We played football, and we played baseball, and we played music. Right. And his little brother Hayden, he played he played with us too. This was all in Broadmoor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so then else. you get to high school. Are you playing in marching band? Uh, yeah, freshman year I'm just in percussion class, but sophomore year I'm marching on snare and bass drum, whatever you know we switch around, and uh, doing choir, choir and band, but yeah. choir and drums. Well, because I was gonna say, man, like the the hidden talent, the one of the hidden, I wouldn't say hidden. It's you can sing, you can sing really well. Well, You've got good voice. Yeah, I I like to sing. Uh, I just I know I I I know harmony. Because I grew up in the family. Yeah, you grew up doing it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I, I kind of I have an understanding of it. And I think I know it sounds good. I, I can't necessarily emulate it, but I, I, I do think I know it sounds pretty good, you know. And <laughs> that comes from singing in harmonies. Understanding seconds, third. And just wanting to get A's in middle school and high school. <laughs> Here we go. So I was to take choir and band. Yeah, I got Grade that. Grade determined. Yeah. Did you play sports too in high school? Yeah, I played baseball in high school. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Yeah, at least until uh, at least until girls, I quit. I quit yeah. baseball to hang out with girls. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, those high school girls, man. Yeah, that was a big part of music too. Like I'm like, oh, like, like, girls like the high, girls like the music. Girls like rock stars. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. So you finished, uh, you finished high school. Then what's what's next? Because this is. Until I've met you, this is where I don't know you. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a big gray area. So it was it wasn't high school, dude. It was probably seventh or eighth grade. My boy Josh, uh, Josh, I can't remember the you dude's don't last name. So Josh, <laughs> my boy Josh, I knew since kindergarten. He he, he lived in the same neighborhood as me, and uh, we kind of reconnected again in seventh or eighth grade. He's playing guitar. And I have a drum set that my granny bought me that I've been kind of practicing on. And he wanted to play Glycerine at the eighth grade, you know, talent contest. I know, bro. No, dude, I know. Okay, I'm like, what? What do you want me to play? Like, what do you want me to play? He just wanted to get. He wanted to get up there and be Gavin Rosdale and, uh, you know, have a band behind him. So, but anyway, that same dude, Josh, like a little bit later, he's like, hey, I want to try to start a band. There's this dude uh, that plays guitar, and I want you to come, you know, come play drums to see if it works. So. I show up, bring my drum set there, and the practice is going kind of weird, and I don't know this dude, and I just kind of know Josh. and um, But this dude starts playing the intro to Basket Case. And by that point, like, I had it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew what was coming. And when that drums kicked in, it was like freaking... Yeah. And, like, we both looked up like, holy crap, bro. And, like, he knew I was on it, and I knew he was on it. And that was Patrick Colson. You know Patrick. I know that. Yeah, so that was the start of of uh that space between you know high school and you wow so you met patrick through josh yeah okay back yeah. in seventh grade or eighth grade or whatever it was. yeah i think it was eighth grade wow yeah the next practice i had a cd burn cd of songs we're supposed to learn it was like i don't i don't i don't know what what uh what all was on there 
outside of Damn It by Blink-182. That was the first time I ever heard that, and that was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> right. So that was that that was my introduction to punk rock was was Blink, Blink Dude Ranch. So I went out and bought, du- bought Dude Ranch and, like, lost my shit over that. Mm-hmm. Me and Patrick kept playing, and, um, yeah, I mean, that that turned into a couple different bands. Broadmoor was also where the Skullnicks went. Yeah, of course. So, like... Well, yeah, because they all, like... Yeah, so Domain and Brandon, all those guys, yeah. Sherwood Middle, and yeah. then Broadmoor. Right. Well, I didn't get to go to Sherwood Middle. Right, right, right. I'd, I was, like, I'd gone to three different schools in three years, and then the Magnet School, and nobody from the Magnet School went to Broadmoor. So, like, when I get there, like, I'm, I don't know anybody there. I knew a couple of kids from uh, River Oaks Elementary, but, like, they had been together all the way through, you know, all the way up to there. So I showed up there. I didn't really know anybody, but I knew Patrick. And Patrick knew Jimmy, and Jimmy knew Grant, and all this this like crew of friends that went to a different school. That's who I associated with. Except <laughs> these three or four dudes that went there played in a punk band, and it was awesome. Yeah. And that they're they're the guys that got me into like the local scene, and then like opening up to like what music, what punk music really was like in reality, not in a music video. And not not at a not the MTV sold package right yeah, yeah 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 and that was uh there that was probably the the biggest influence in my life as far as music went was those guys wow wow man it must have been a crazy juxtaposition from Blink One Eighty Two to hearing fucking No Big Deal or Kenmore's for the first time yeah. I imagine like well you <laughs> it's know not the same for sure for sure I mean and I miss No Big Deal like I wasn't around for that I wasn't really around for the Kenmore's like I saw I saw. Some shows, and when they were playing with the Skullnicks, and then I saw a couple shows with Justin Bailey, but not long after that, like they weren't really playing a whole lot. Right. Do you, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to cut. Yeah, no. Where did you see these shows, man? I'm just curious, like, because you're okay. in high school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't go to the bars. Right. And, you know, everybody knows about the uh, the bayou and jumping the, yeah, jumping the wall. Well, yeah. so I didn't jump the wall, but I'd be hanging out outside of the wall, you right. know, when they were playing. They did a couple things. So, like, they played at Don Carter's, uh, the the bowling alley. They yeah, did yeah. lock-ins. So that was pretty School cool. Skull playing. Yeah. Yep, and Ju- Justin Bailey. And, uh, man, they played a brick park off of Perkins Road. And it was, like, in a rodeo arena or something. I just remember the floor being dirt, dirt you yeah. know. <laughs> remember that. And they played downtown, uh, like, at St. Uh, Philip Street. Okay. All the way down there. You know, so there were places y'all went to see shows when you were in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they weren't bars. It was just wherever we could. Uh, and did, were you in a band with Patrick at that point? Like, no, not not particularly. Maybe not like not a legit. Yeah, thing. no. Maybe at some at some point we were here and there trying to get. You know, me and Patrick were trying to get something going, but it was hard to find people to play. Sure. You know, I played drums, but I wasn't great. I wanted to play guitar, but we could never find a drummer could never find a bass player it was just like everybody was already kind of playing in their own band you yeah, know? it was the thing a bass yeah. player was pretty elusive yeah 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 really yeah oh yeah weird now they're a dime a dozen man better believe it i just li- <laughs> i just like bass now you know yeah it's a cool instrument yeah all right so i'm trying to get us to but i don't want to miss anything so if, if i say the word intat but i missed something on the way to that Maybe. Let me know. Maybe, but not I me. Mean, not not really. Me, me and Patrick would try to bring people in, or we'd get called in to come play with some people, but it never really worked out. Okay. I don't even know how MTAC got started. I think Brandon might have said, "Hey, this dude Mark wants to play," 
right, so this, this band is called More Than After This. Yeah. All right. And that band had you. It yeah. had Patrick. Yeah. It had... Chris Hayes, Chris Hayes. from uh, um, Starscream's Star Revenge. Revenge, and he's in uh, um, Subliminal uh, Landmines. Oh, the new band. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't know what you were fishing for. I was like, I'll <laughs> yeah, help yeah. you out, man. Sorry. Yeah, Subliminal Landmines, Landmines, and then... And Mark Buell. Mark Buell. Mark Buell was like... He was like... Uh, no big deal fame. Yeah, he was like a big deal around here. Turnstile. Yeah. yeah, so he had done. So Turnstile wasn't a thing yet, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was after it was, but no big deal was before this. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Mark was kind of the older guy. Yeah. The, okay. It was after no big deal. Everybody knew Mark. I didn't. I didn't. I never. Like I said, like I didn't know no big deal. I didn't know Ken Moore's really. I was just now getting into that. You know, I grew up on <laughs> logins and. Uh, <laughs> And Messina. <laughs> yeah, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and the Allman Brothers, and all, you know all these dudes. Like no rock, you know, no rock until Green Day, and then no punk know, until Blink. Right, and then the Skolnicks, and like you know the Skolnicks, like they were the young band for when 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 we were there. Like we were the youngest kids yeah. doing it. You know, no big deals. wasn't even playing anymore, and you right. know, Kim so Moore's were still around. But do you think it's it's? I think it's really cool that if that's your your roots right yeah you said i think it's really cool that like you're able to like come into a band and you're playing drums in mtat right yeah yeah not knowing punk rock these guys are throwing songs at you and you're you're writing well, kind of knowing it well i mean you're writing rhythm yeah 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 to something that you're not super like you just said like, yeah i was really have like a few it. influences right by that point yeah i just thought it was amazing that you like maybe that's the musicianship of you. It's just like I, I can do it all, man. What you need? It's like here I <laughs> he go. He knows where to fill in. I yeah. can, I can do everything. Okay, so yeah. that's that's so always been well. that's always been my thing. You know, I like playing music with people. I like collaborating and writing music. Sure. And uh, and and I think I know what sounds good. So I think I'm a I'm an asset on that on that end. Yeah. So yeah, right. And I can I can put the beats down. You know, to an extent, I can put guitar tracks down and bass tracks or vocals or whatever. You know, if I whatever needs to happen you know at least to the <laughs> to the best of my ability there i think that's yeah. your music language that you're talking about earlier with your family is like you just spoke a second language yeah and so you get it yeah yeah so it's it's a really weird thing when musicians like hey man can you do it like a digga digga da digga digga da digga da and like that's a language <laughs> yeah like, people yeah. understand that oh right? yeah yeah um so mtats formed i guess yeah. kind of solid and you guys i know that when I met you, you were talking about shows y'all used to play, and one of them was Don Carter's, which is a bowling alley in Baton Rouge. And you played with the – by now it's Justin Bailey, right? Yeah. It switched over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we played one show with more than after this, and that was it. One show? I think so, yeah. I think it was one. Yeah. I heard about that show a lot then. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you guys had played, a like, a house show on Violet. Maybe, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. We might have played – Because I remember Swashbuckle played a show with uh, with your band. Yeah, we, we really? may have played. But it's like yeah. at that point we only had a couple of songs, so we might have played, like, two songs. Right. Even yeah. even the Don Carter song, it was maybe four or five. You know, it was – it more than after this never, never really got really kicking, you know. It was – Bonkers? Yeah, yeah. The reason the <laughs> – 
The reason the Don Carter show got so much play is like a lot of shit happened that night, man. They had bowling balls flying sideways, you know, like people trying to bowl. And they, like, you know, there was a mosh pit at, at um, Don Carter's. That's yeah. not supposed to happen. Like <laughs> mosh pit at a bowling alley. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that went down that night. It was a that was a that was a fun night, dude, <laughs> for sure. Killer. But yeah, no, uh, Brandon Brandon invited Mark to meet up with me and Patrick. I guess I just remember he came over to our, my house in Broadmoor. And we jammed once, and it was cool. And we was like, we got to find a bass player. And Chris was, like, friends with the neighborhood kids. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you met Chris. Hayes, yeah, I so. think I met him through my girlfriend's little brother, I think. You know, okay. I, I, I don't even remember. I just remember Chris was always – he was always there. Okay. Yeah, and he was he was a kid, man. He was 14, and we're, like, <laughs> 17, 18, 19. Wow. That dude's 14. So, like, that was a whole different element there, too. I didn't realize he was the youngest. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was – I mean, he was, he was like, a – he was like the baby of the group. So and Mark's uh, like twenty something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mark was yeah, Mark was older than all of us. Yeah, me and Patrick were like eighteen, nineteen. So yeah, and then Chris, you know, Chris just didn't work out. I don't even know why he couldn't make it or it's hard for a fourteen year old to get from his parents' house to Violet Street yeah. on the regular, you yeah. know, don't yeah, have yeah. a car, can't yeah, have a license. And um Brandon was kinda getting into bass. So like Brandon, I, Brandon was like a mentor for me, you know. Then that dude wanted to come play, just so he could get some practice playing bass. I was like, Yeah, bro, we're getting freaking McLean's coming over here. We're gonna freaking <laughs> rock. We got McLean and Skidmore. Me and Patrick, we're gonna. Well, he wasn't Skidmore. He was Beal back then, but we're gonna be freaking great. So yeah, that was that was good times. Wow. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't Crazy even. Know, I didn't yeah. even know Brandon played bass. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, why bro. we talk to these people, brother. That's crazy, dude. Yep. Violet so Street was a blast too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a that was a party house. So, M, when did M Tech kind of like fizzle or like you're like, hey Patrick, we need to do something else? Well, it was uh, it was it was probably Turnstile. So Turnstile was coming up, and they were Mark. Yeah, right. Mark was playing in Turnstile. Turnstile was solid. Good. Yeah, even to this day, Turnstile's one of my favorite bands of you know of the local scene there. Yeah. And they got they got uh, they got good, and they were you know they were playing a lot more. Me and me and Patrick, kind of, we all kind of just split. You know, Patrick was doing his own thing, I was doing my own thing, and Turnstile was doing his thing, and I would just try to catch the shows. Plus, my sister, my sister and Mark started dating, so, you know, I'm hanging out with my sister, and I, you know, I'd know about all the shows, I'd know about the whole scene, everything going on, so I'd get out as often as I could to play. Your sister, Kelly, like, did she do the music thing with you growing up, like, with your mom and dad, like we talked about earlier? Yeah, so, man, my, one of my first memories is us playing. So, like, my dad would play at Tony's Seafood, bar. The little well, bar on Millerville. Yeah, and, it was Tony's Donuts on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, like, I remember us being – I was, like, seven or eight. My dad would play in there. Shit, I probably saw your dad, man. Maybe. They, it was a, that was a whole scene in and of yeah, itself. it was. But one of my first memories is me and my sister at the bar – one night singing harmony to the Mr. Spaceman by the birds <laughs> like live. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like as, yeah, yeah. That's how we, that's how we came up. Now she, she played a little bit of guitar. She played a little bit of uh, piano and she could sing too. Yeah. But she it's had like, a voice. She never, she, when, when we were younger, it's like, she, I don't know if she just was uh, uh, intimidated or something. I don't know what it was, but she didn't, she didn't self-conscious. Maybe yeah. she didn't want to, uh, she didn't really put herself out there a whole lot until we got older. And then, you know, we play, 
she'd come and do duets with me. No use for a name. Christmas, hundred percent. Christmas in New yeah, York. She killed it. Yeah, like later on, it was it. wasn't no big deal. But uh, for her to do. But that. I remember, like, I can remember, like, this is fast forwarding, but like, I can remember you and I working together at a music store and like buying guitars. About a guitar for her, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. still got that guitar, man. That's great. Still got that guitar. So I didn't. That was the 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 enlightenment for me. It was like, oh, Kelly plays. I had no idea. I mean, yeah, Kelly played, man. Yeah, yeah. Kelly could play. Yeah. So, um, not cutting you off because I could I could talk about that girl forever because she's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you and Patrick doing your own thing. What did you have something specific you were doing at that point? Like, no, no, just no. Like hanging out. We, we, yeah, shows. not really playing music. Um, Nobody maybe, was mad at anybody, right? No, no, okay, no. Okay. Me and me and Power were always pretty cool. Um, we just we didn't have any. Like Mark wasn't playing with us anymore. Brandon was doing Justin Bailey. We sure. just didn't have a band, so it was just the two of us. And you know, that's o three, o two, o three. Yeah, um, gotta be. Yeah, o two, o three. Yeah, that's about right. And Fuego was like o five, right? Four. Yeah, so it was right right after that. Dude, yeah, so I was still, you know, I want to play music, so I was on my third drum set at that point. I was ready to uh, go into guitar, and I was going to, I had a tryout to play with One Once. You know who One Once is? So yeah. One Once is a, is a That's cover. That's your boy Lee, baby. Band, <laughs> Baton Rouge. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so our own I have thing, a long history with this band. Yeah, yeah. Well, me, me and Patrick, we'd, we'd, you know, try to write songs, just two guitars or whatever. You know, you don't have a band, so it's not like we're doing a whole lot. So I'm playing a lot more guitar. I bought a half stack from Brandon, and I was going to buy his last Paul, and I was going to start getting into guitar series. And uh, for one once, I needed a tube amp because the sound was a lot better. So I went and bought a Crate Blue Voodoo tube amp. And my first tryout with those dudes went really freaking great. So all we were doing was singing, and I could nail the harmony. I didn't have to be the front man. I was just... I could just sing backup. That's like my my deal, you know. And so I nailed it. And uh, I was uh, I was talking to Pat about that, and he's starting to get pissed, you know. I was like, we can't do no freaking cover. You're not gonna do no cover band. I'm like, yeah, well, I just want to play music. I don't give a shit right now. You know, we put a band together. Okay, that's one thing. But I want to play music. Plus, my girl, just think about music, bro. The girls like the music. My girl liked one once. And that was my focus back then, you know. It wasn't about the music. It was about, well, I like chicks. Like, that's what I was into. Do you remember who you were dating? Yeah, Ashley. Once? That was Ashley Craig, yeah. She one liked once. one once? Well, she liked to go to the catering and oh, drink good. beer. And, yeah, one we'll once. File that thing. away. Mer- Merriweather, you know. Okay. One once. Yeah. So, sometimes, like, all right. they all kind of the same crew. Yeah, and we kind of need to, like, the catering back in, Ross hasn't said shit. So, I don't know nothing about this shit, bro. Did you not hang out the catering? I didn't at all? fuck with the catering. No. Do you know why you didn't hang out the catering? Because uh, Merriweather was playing. There you go. There you go. So, but like in the early two thousands, the catering was this bar in Baton Rouge that was very cover band happy. They had one or two original bands that would play there once in a while, but it, it had its own sound. Yeah, like, it was still a cool place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, considering look, we hung out there. Yeah, there a were, lot. There were other places I w- wouldn't have wanted to play, but. If somebody in Baton Rouge, like a tourist, was coming in, was like, "Hey, I want to go hear this type of music," and it was, I'd be like, "Well, that's the catering. Yeah, like, yeah. it had its own sound. Like, it that's had its own scene. That. Yeah, and you go to Spanish Moon for all that other stuff, and you go to this place for the other stuff. Yeah. And so, like, we knew where to send you, man. So well, that was the catering's thing. I could navigate through all, all sure. of them, except really the Reggie's Fred's deal. No, I didn't really know anything about that. I, maybe Six Pack would know. 
<laughs> Maybe that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't my jam at all. But I, the caterer was cool. So yeah. But Patrick finds out about that and he's like, "Dude, I'm grabbing you. Look, we're starting to bend. We're starting to bend. Um, but you got to play drums." Which you know at the time I was like, "Man." really want to play guitar i didn't know this <laughs> yeah i like uh I, I just invested money in it you know for for a t- like 20 year old like putting that much money into equipment just bought a new amp yeah new amp new guitar new stack i mean so, sold my drums i was gonna have to buy a whole new drum set all new equipment that drum set the last one i had tiny had sold me and um so like i, I didn't have anything for drums but you know pat was my that was my best friend. He's like, come on, man, let's do it. So I traded the Blue Voodoo in for the CP, um, the the Pacific drum set. Really? Yeah. All right. And that was that was the same kid I played with No Fuego. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was uh that was it. It was no, you're not you're not gonna go play with one once, dude. We're gonna start a band. <laughs> so he you know he had the thing going on with Remy and um you know obviously he talked to you and. You know, yeah, we'll get into that on another show, I'm sure. But yeah. I want to know more about like. So Patrick comes to you, so that's the two that I know. Um, and Patrick and I worked together, and that's how he came to me. But did y'all recruit? Did y'all just like know people that said like, "Hey, we're gonna"? No, no. Him and Rumi already had something going. College classes, yeah, or whatever. I'd already dropped out of college. I wasn't there, and but I'm, you know, we're still, still you're still boys, hanging yeah. out. Yeah, yeah all the time so what's the scene like when you're trying to do this when you're trying to get a new band going or whatever like justin bailey i know is playing and i know swashbuckler is playing you are playing Possibly, 2003 yeah. yeah yeah 2004 yeah we're, yeah we're rolling yeah so tell me about it man because that's a that's a time where like i didn't really enter the scene until 04 and ross already knows all about it and he doesn't want to talk today and man it's it's really hard to say because yeah, like right. so <laughs> pat Patrick's working at the catery, so I mean, his scene was probably more that than anything. My scene was Ichabod's and Spanish Moon. Yeah, yeah. If we had our preference, but like, Pat would come to every Bailey sure, show sure. at Ichabod's and the Moon, and I would go to the catery and do my thing over there. So yeah, I, I mean, can say probably about that time, you know. If it's like still the swashbucker days, the swashbucker Octavius, We the Living, yeah, Octavius Justin still playing, Bailey, yep. and all that kind of stuff was playing at Ichabod's and Spanish Moon and stuff like that. Yeah, but we didn't really venture out to catering unless there was something like you know a big uh, de- show. Yeah, a big deal was going over there. Justin so. Bailey, yeah. Well, I mean, catering. we found <laughs> out later why. I mean, like like the catering. <laughs> catering right. Here we go. Yeah, it couldn't. It couldn't necessarily. It didn't like to tolerate our handle it. No man. Us, like the music was too <laughs> damn good and too too. Like the f- crowd got into it too much. Too energetic. They just got scared. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. So yeah, th- that the <laughs> they didn't cross a whole lot. You know, we had. We had this scene over here, and this was a whole different scene over there. I just happened, my girl liked this scene, and I liked this scene, so I would bounce back and forth. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, you know, I can go in and out like a ghost. You know, you wouldn't even know I'm there. I just was, I just wanted to hear the music, or I wanted to hang out with my girl. Yeah, and I, I always thought it was cool that you, um, during all of this, like you, you held a job, and it was a job that allowed you to do whatever you wanted to do. I always tried to. That was pretty amazing to me. Yeah, I had cool bosses. Yeah, so it's like I just need to pay rent 
and buy things for me to eat fuel. I need fuel. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're young, you don't have to eat right. well. You know, you yeah. can eat crap, crap for super food. cheap. Yeah. 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 I need equipment and put me where I want to be, which is playing music. Yeah. 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 That's pretty awesome. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing. Me and Pat were working at the melting pot. So we kind of. Holy we, cow. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. That was, pro- that was MTAT. That was the, the <laughs> I didn't MTAT know that. Days. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the melting pot is, man? Yeah. Of course. Uh, melted cheese with uh-huh. some stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a big pot. Uh huh. Fondue. Cheese. It's called yeah, fondue. fondue. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, Pat got so. me a job there, bro. That way, so I need dip, a job. Dipping bread and cheese, sure. bro. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite place, but, you know. No, the cheese was pretty good. <laughs> I like the cheese. It was good. Right on, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I can I can keep talking. I didn't know if I want to pause for a second because I don't want to let my boy Ross if I'm overlapping. No, no. It's, I mean, I know we're not going to get in the heavy and no fuego, which is like the majority of your boy's you got, shit or whatever. You got two-fifths here. We, yeah, <laughs> we I tell mean, some stories, man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I mean, obviously, apparently, Patrick, you, Remy, started the shit, got Greg, right? So, I mean, you guys started playing shows there. I mean, you could talk about, like, how you guys got started because, obviously, you guys were the, you know, the, the first people in the band or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, you could talk about that. Well, I could talk right. to you about the first time I met Ty. Well, that because um, I, I don't know if you remember that at all. Which where, where which we were at Churchill's I, when I met. Figured you. it was Churchill's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Patrick uh, hit me up. They had already like grabbed uh, Remy's brother, Casey. 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 <laughs> yeah. To to play bass. Um, and for whatever reasons, and I'm not real sure about him actually. Like why he either didn't want to do it, couldn't do it. I don't know the reasons. Yeah, I, I think he has either. his excuses. That's fine. Yeah. He had a job. He had a like a big boy job yeah. at the time. So like I was like, okay. And so Patrick brings Ty to the bar, to the bar I worked at Churchill's. And um, <laughs> so I didn't even realize it because Patrick just out of the blue, that's how it kind of was. was like, hey, you, you play guitar, so that means you can probably be bass. Like, that's not what that means. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he kind of like, he, I think he was kind of clutching like he knew who I was because I was fun to hang out with. And so he brings Ty and uh, – I didn't know. I didn't know, man. It's one of those things where you put foot in mouth, you know, and he was just like, so what kind of like, kind of like punk rock influences you have? And so I'm the old guy. So my punk rock influences are very minimal. They're like the Clash, the Ramones. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. yeah like, that kind of stuff. You think punk, you think Black Flag, right? I'm the, well, yeah. Or not even, yeah. So, but old school stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not into any, yeah, I'm not into any of that Blink-182 crap. I think I said it just like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck with that Blink-182 And this guy just kind of gave me the look, and I was like, well, so Blink was, well. They were probably my favorite band, man. Right. I mean, they were the band that brought me into that whole world. And, and so uh, for some stranger to, like, just come out the bat with shit that, on like, it. Well, Yeah, sorry. but, you know, I learned later. Like, I like so the, the greatest bands I never got into until until way after that. Like I wasn't listening to No Effects until No Fuego was already a thing. Like, I never gave him really. The, yeah, never gave him the time of day. Like Pat tried to show me some No some No Effects, and I'm like, man, this is crap. And then like I hear the decline like five years later mm-hmm. after it had been out. Who knows? A You're decade. the one that put me on that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I know. So it's like the same thing. I mean, same thing happened with Maiden. But it's like uh, yeah. I, I get into these, you know, I find out about this stuff so much later. Because again, dude, like I had no connections. You know, I didn't have a, I wasn't part of any scene. I I learned everything, you know, on my own, basically. I didn't have a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of influence. So, yeah, like, I'm so old school, dude. Like, we, 
like me and this fella here that's making all this fucking noise, like whenever we heard about a band, we used to be able to call up a telephone line and listen to certain songs. I can't even remember what it's called right now. He would probably remember what it was. Sean, what's it called when you called up the phone line? You remember that shit we used to do back in the day? Music now? Music now? Maybe something like that, yeah. And that's how we, like, got down with, like, something you haven't heard. It's, you know, punk fucking grabbed us or whatever. So we'd, like, but being check about, out all we can, you know. Being yeah. in Baton Rouge, you couldn't access it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Circuit yeah. City, Blockbuster, Paradise Records. And my mom actually worked at a record store and, like, still couldn't well, get shit. You know Damn, what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it wasn't, like, nobody knew about that shit. So, yeah, we just, like, like as soon as you heard about Rancid or, you know, like, no effects to Rancid or whatever, or Rancid, no effects, whatever, what, what way it was, we'd, like, listen on the phone and, like, hear, like, 30 seconds of the song. That's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how we got into punk, you know, doing, like, shit like that. So I could see where, like, just following the the local bands that you're in is like, well, they're not really playing that stuff, so you're not going to get into it so much. Yeah. But, yeah, I as, mean, as time went on, like I'd spend some time with Domain, and Domain would talk to me about bands. Yeah, and uh, I got a, I got a compilation that had you know 15 songs of it on it. They were all I didn't like any of them, but the last <laughs> one was Strung Out, and it was a uh, Josie, Jackie O by Strung Out. Yeah, yeah, that was like an anthem for me. That's you know, a, that's a if you play drums, it's a great. Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude! Jordan Burns <laughs> throws down. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I, I liked them a lot because of that compilation. But, I mean, that's how I would come across a band. Just, right. just, yeah, that just was definitely randomly. a thing for us, too, after the telephone thing or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, even as far as going to, like, Hot Topic and, like, talking to Dave, being like, dude, you got any new comps in or whatever? He's like, oh, I got this one. Like, cool. Yeah, I got on my Blink t shirt. Find out about Saves a Day or yeah, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. And that's how that's how we did, bro. We, we hustled to get our music back in the day, but... Like I said, my mom did work at a record store, so at some point I'd just be like, Mom, I need that Crimp Shrine record. And she'd get it for me. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Ross had the hookup, bro. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, apparently that's yeah. pretty cool, man. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, we the, probably would have been like super, all, super all duper propaganda awesome records that, that I wanted, you know. Like yeah. As, as soon as there was a band all I was into, all Ross. the Queers records, uh, Screech and Weasel, all that shit, I would just, but, but, Mom would get it for me. Again, all bands I learned after. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. here, man. Brandon tried, tried to tell me about Screech and Weasel in high school. I'm like, I, I couldn't even find it. I had no idea. I told my mom, hey, I'll go give me a Screech and Weasel record. She's like, what are you even talking about? You know? <laughs> yeah, they don't make that. Dude, my mom. <laughs> I had a, my, my girl, Catherine Lawson. You Lawsall, know Screech and Weasel? I got the Beatles right here. That's yeah, all that's, you that's kind of how it went. My, my, my Nirvana tape got... Taken out and she can't. couldn't even oh, fuck wait, with the pencil she anymore. Can't listen wait, to she jacked it? No, she didn't jack it, bro. She took it out of the cassette tape and ripped the tape. Oh, she shit. did all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't get eaten by the tape. Bro. No, bro. No. Oh, damn. Yeah, so no, can't I listen to Nirvana I'll, shit. No, I wasn't getting that, and I wasn't getting that, and I wasn't getting that. That oh, wasn't, wow. that wasn't was happening. This, was this Nevermind or in utero? Uh, it was one with Rape Me. Because that was that was the song that came on. My girl Catherine Lawson gave me that. And it was great. I remember loving it. It's still good. Yeah. You can yeah. go back and listen to it. Oh, yeah. Well, Spotify. I think Spotify is probably my favorite Nirvana record. Yeah. I, it was the only one I had, you know. I, I know Nevermind was a big one, but that was that was the one that my friend made for me. She's like, nah, this is. <laughs> this is the one. Yeah. yeah. She was cool. Seventh grade. She had pink hair and played bass. Oh. Yeah. She should have been in the band. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, really? Going back to like you had a. You talked about you had a crate amp. That you played too, amp 
Yeah. So the guitar thing, and I'm trying to trying to segue into it. It's really hard, difficult to do. But your dad had a really cool guitar. Oh, he's got a bunch of cool guitars. But he <laughs> gave you a really cool guitar. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. You so, play a really cool guitar that your dad had. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I should say. My luxury, I got a 78 Strat that he kept and he never wanted to get rid of. And I kind of claimed it. Right. And I kind of, you know, claimed he had a Viberlux, 1968 Viberlux yeah. uh, amp that was awesome that I played bass through that screwed it all up. Ugh. My dad, my dad, bro, he had all kinds of shit. Of gear. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he'd go through it like, like we go through, I don't know, you know. Check shoes, yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, I like this one. No, 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 all right, and I got this one. He had, he's had more guitars stolen than I've owned in my really? life. Really? Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of a gearhead. Guitars, anyway. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad played. He's got, he, he, he's had really cool guitars my whole life. Even now, the there's this freaking '65 Gibson J45, and it's, uh, it's acoustic, r- red, yeah. I know this guitar. Yeah, it's killer. It's still there, dude. It still sounds amazing. It's an awesome guitar. Yep. Wow. But, but yeah, yeah. So um, that's what that's what I played. That's why I was looking at Brandon's Les Paul because the '78 Strat was hard. It was it's had trouble keeping tune. It was three bolt. Imagine that. Yeah. So it's a three bolt net. Yeah. Yeah. So it it um now my dad will say it keeps tune fine now, maybe. I, I've never been able to, to play that thing and keep it in tune. And the way I played, I'd always drop everything in D, and I'd always use the, the E and the B string at the bottom with power chords. And, and you sling if low. Yeah, and you if it's – well, low. if I want to sound good, I can't. Okay, you know, yeah. if I want to look cool, yeah, that's what, that's what you do. But <laughs> if you want to play well, like, I can't I can't play down here like that. So – but, um, but yeah, like, I could never get, get the high strings to stay in tune. So that's why I was looking at the Les Paul. Ah. But – you know, now now I've got uh, – I play my sister's old Strat that we got her. Yeah. And that one does keep tuning. So. That's a killer. Yeah. Killer, killer, bro. Yep, sounds awesome. Right on, man. Yep. Well, so, I mean, I guess – are we talking about No Fuego stuff or what? I mean, we can. Okay. I know that we're trying to save the uh, yeah. No Fuego show for this. Yeah, the apprehensiveness is that we're, we have – Two of the five members of No Fuego, yeah. and we're really just trying to chomp at the bit. But right, we can skip it, man. We can do that with the with the dudes with whenever. everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I played in No Fuego. It was a freaking blast. There you go. So let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Aside from aside from everybody else, just my experience in No Fuego. That was my probably my own. My, just tell us like one experience about recording a record with No Fuego or something. Like that. Just give us your perspective on that. Well, I remember um, it was. Camping. And oh it, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Give us a story like that. You thought you talking about always outnumbered? Yeah. yeah. I remember. So always outnumbered. We're going to record, and it's twenty degrees, and you know we were freaking broke. So we're in a tent under this dude's house. <laughs> the guy, just not random. It, it's the guy that's recording us. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. He uh he lived on a river, and so his house was on stilts. So. We, you know, we set up shop under his house, and I just remember it was so cold we had to close all the windows up, and um, it was uh, it was brutal in there because it was six dudes. Yeah, usually you leave tent flaps open to catch some air, but yeah, not that night, man. Yeah, not any of those nights. Yeah, I just remember really enjoying recording. I like um, I like I like the process. I like the click track. I like being able to play. Is that right? Yeah. He likes the. Doo, 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 doo. 
Yeah, well, it's the worst thing in, <laughs> I could think of. And I think I think now, like, recording now, I'd rather not not have it. I'd rather just be fluid, live, yeah. feel. Yeah, um, like that thrice record, dude. The yeah, one, right. That sounded right. Authentic. I had no idea they come up with that, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'd rather do that now. But I, I just remember at the time I was like, yeah, man, I can actually do this. Like we can, we can do this. We can put it together. We can edit it. This is amazing. You. Can, you know, make it sound however you want it to. So, in recording, that's the recording process. Is something I enjoy a lot. I really like doing. Yeah, it. Ty was always my jobbing buddy, man. When we when we used to ride long distances too, man. Yeah. Um, Ty was always my shotgunner, usually, typically. Mm-hmm. He is my my good conversationalist for sure, because the rest of the back of the thing was you know farts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dick and fart jokes. Dick and fart jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ty would always have some philosophical conversations with me. It's pretty awesome. I, was, I used to be a conspiracy theorist, man. Which were great. Are they conspiracies now? Like, well, the probably of, not. Yeah, no, <laughs> half of them are just history at this point. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's weird how we, um, how Ty and I clicked. I, I always thought it was weird how that band got together the way it did. And that there was the, the friendship that came about. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, well, you some, sometimes that, you that's the weird thing. Yeah, the the end result of like uh, you and Sean, you the, Sean Frank, y'all were all boys. Sure, Jeremy boys, they all hung out together. Jeremy might have been the outlier because he came in later or whatever, but I didn't know Ty. I didn't know Patrick really. I mean, he yeah. worked for me. You guys just had a thing. Yeah. Well, it works. Uh, we had you know, I, I think it. He had people that just gave a shit about the people around him. And you guys are producing the music y'all music are writing. Y'all are feeling that it, too, yeah. but the it's people like bring ideas. Yeah, yeah, and uh, respect and empathy to other people. And the language, I think the language had a lot to do with it. I yeah. think a lot of us grew up with that. And I don't. I would love to talk to Patrick one day on the show. Hopefully so. Um, yeah, you need to bring that dude on, man. We'll bring him on the Nefuego for sure. That'd be great. He's gonna have a whole different world, right? Oh, to yeah. tell for you sure. about, you for know. Sure. But but it's the idea of like. All of us, like you said at the beginning of the show, was just like there was a there's definitely a second language at my house that was spoken, and you just and I think maybe maybe most of us had that. Yeah, maybe so. I had that. Yeah. So yeah. it was cool. And I don't. We did a show a long time ago, but I think you kind of had it. Sure. A little bit. Yeah. I was there with you guys for sure. I loved that band. That was. One of my, I mean, I got to go on the road with you guys quite a few times and shit like that, so it was great. I love everybody in the band. And, uh, it's a fun bunch of guys, and I think even if people hated our music, they loved us. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might have been the case for some of us, too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this place. These people are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, so what's going forward with you there, uh, Mr. Ty? What's, what's next, brother? Oh, man, musically, not not much yet um, yeah and I'm, are you looking to do something or like what's what's going on with i'm open yeah i mean i'm open yeah i'm open to play i can play this i could, love to play i got time to play this could be your advertisement right here your advertisement yeah that's what i'm you're open for hire nah, bad reason his number is 225 nah, it, it just ain't like that dude. no no nah, i'm just not that dude no mm. you're too clutch to not be that guy man I, it's all right i'm okay with that i get it you know but um, i'm so i'm open to play yeah i, I love i love playing it's just, um, and I got time to play. In my head, I had it figured out. Like, um, Ty's got a couple of, of kiddos. Yep. And so I just, I just assumed you were going to create the Brady Bunch once you had, you know, it's all filled out. 
<laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's like, okay, With I, kids. Got, I got two, I got a wife, I got grandparents. Well, it's like, and here's the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're, we're we're done with the kids, so that's yeah, that ain't happening. Um, Are they expressed any interest in music at all, or no? My youngest son Sam is a like a musical savant, but he's also nonverbal and uh, you know can't can't communicate okay. the same way. So I mean, like he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do, but it's not gonna be like playing in a band. I don't think you know it's like a different. I have no idea what that's gonna end up looking like. So, but he plays. But like if you if he you loves, let him if you let him noodle or or create on an instrument he can create on a piano right yeah he's nine and does that blow your mind yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I got videos dude un- unbelievable and he has no clue what he's doing but it sounds he's got the ear and he speaks the language so, so he, he hears the harmonies he yeah hears the rhythms he gets it all yeah and, and not one lesson yeah yeah and it, it sounds good record more of that buddy yeah yeah I try yeah I try and then for my, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I try for me. Yeah, I want to. I want to be able to remember that later. And my older son uh, Tyler loves music. I don't know if he's gonna play. What's he like, listen? I'm I always curious. To, what does he listen to? What's his? Which is okay. So, uh, golly, dude, the start was the decline. He absolutely loves the decline. But you know that's because I I had to show him, dude. You, you gotta <laughs> you gotta hear this song, you know. And like so, he th- anything anything that I think is cool, he thinks is amazing but he got into a couple things like arctic monkeys back in the day so sure. i never listened to arctic monkeys yeah. and i was like damn dude this shit's pretty good like their lyrics are great the music's yeah. pretty cool um so he got into them and um uh some offspring and then everything else is this new style you know imagine dragons uh fallout boy gamer music but it's still yeah. in that, it's still in that rock genre I've, yeah oh yeah so, oh, yeah, so we're talking sure. on the air and people don't know but like so he plays basketball. Yeah. All right. And you guys are into shoes. Like, you're in the Jordans, right? <laughs> Just recently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. this is my point. Yeah. I would have expected you to say, like, NBA Youngboy, like, some of these new, like, hip-hop rap stuff. No, he's not into that. Wow. He likes the rock. Right on. Yeah. He likes double bass drums and um, oh, he likes it. power chords with heavy distortion. He digs it. He likes anything that I listen to. You come up on the I Dragon mean, Force, dude. Yeah, well, so, I mean, uh, Animals as Leaders, he's on that. Yeah, yeah, Sammy's on that like crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. He'll just listen over and over and Poor over. Poor Danny's just, like, listening to you metalheads. Danny's all right. Off. You know, dude, Danny's this old-school Slipknot fan. Like, she's more metal than I am, for sure. <laughs> what? Without a doubt. But, Slipknot? Yeah. Wouldn't have ever guessed uh, Danny's that. a metalhead, and her dad, her dad listened to, you know, some cool, like, he listened to the rock stuff. Like, he listened to Maiden, and he listened to Priest, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he listened to, you know, Leonard, uh, uh, Led Zeppelin and all these dudes. And um, That's true. That's how she come up. <laughs> Great. And she loves metal, bro. Yeah, she's more metal than me. <laughs> she's more punk mm-hmm. than me. I'm more punk than her, but she's more metal than the me. Kids are, the kids are rock and roll, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, the kids are into the rock. Yeah. Kill it, man. Yeah. It's cool. Good deal, dude. dude. But, cool, man. I talk about After Fuego. I played at church. I would love yeah. to know this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after Fuego, you got you know, we're we we're I'm just out of that whole life. You know the life of being in a rock band and you. Sure. So this every would have been, night. Every so, night's a party. Yeah. So oh eight. So let's. Uh, yeah. So oh eight. We no Fuego was stupid. Oh nine. Oh, nine. Yeah. We're stupid busy like, uh, and like Bailey and everybody else. We're doing the. I would say like twice a month we're gone every weekend. Like that's it. Weekend like, warriors, baby. So if you've got wives, girlfriends, whatever, like that's just 
the setup, right? Yeah. It's like it's a complicated, it's a busy life, whatever. Um, so and it's it, while fun, it gets really old really quick. A little redundant, right? Just like it's it's it it grinds it grinds on you, right? Yeah. So so we'll talk about that in the No Fuego show about '09, but when No Fuego is no longer a part of your life. That all happens super quick, right? Yeah. All right, so it's November, and I'm in, I'm the beginning of November or the end of October, and I'm in no, I'm in No Fuego. By February, we're finding out we're having a kid. Okay. <laughs> so this is three month transition. I go from working this job to working this job to working this job. I started going back to church and uh, went to Bethany, and Danny went to Bethany, and so we go into church and we find out. Uh, Right after that, that we're going to be parents. So that was like yep. crazy mind, but you know. Um, but anyway, like as far as music goes, like that was it. Uh, I kept, I kept going to church. I didn't like the big church. I went to a small church, and they needed musicians because their worship team was super, super small. It was like a dude and his girlfriend at the time with a beatbox and a acoustic. So um, this is the church you got married. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was later, a little later on. So we kept going, and um, they found out that I played music and that I could play all these different instruments. This was actually probably the coolest part of music in my entire life was at church because I could play guitar one weekend and sing and like lead, lead worship, and then the next weekend I'm playing bass, and the next weekend I'm playing drums, the next week I'm playing electric lead, and I mean every weekend, and it was every weekend for five years or something like that is the most music i ever played in my life that's where i fell in love with bass like i had no idea like bass but I've, that turned out to be my favorite instrument did y'all but, practice too like instead yeah. of playing just on sunday y'all also practice yeah 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 we practice once a week we get together and play um and all the while like i mean i'm still listening to all the music that i'm listening to i'm still following you guys yeah. i'm still um you know still doing my thing but it but that was all the music that i had and i was so busy playing that like that's all i had time time to do really yeah you did because i um and i'm not i'm not saying one thing or the other but like i didn't see you at shows anymore either yeah like it was rare that she came out to a show well so the no like it in the like the no fuego thing that was just more or less butthurt i get that so that, the, but like i'm talking about like a bailey show or a well you know they weren't playing that often i know all that happened kind of about the same time bailey wasn't playing as often kenmore's were like gone and um Man, I don't mean I, that's that's what yeah, I like to again, see. Yeah, again, I'm not saying anything like tied no time for us. Blah, blah. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like that was going on. The shows were decreasing, and then like I didn't the get scene, to see you as much. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And the whole scene seemed seemed like it was decreasing, but at the same time, new parents. Like I mean, you see it all the time. Absolutely, I see it all the time. Absolutely, new parents like the parents like disappear for like five years. So I mean, that's I'm kind of happy about that actually. Yeah, well, it's a good thing, dude. I mean, for the like you're taking care of your sake of that I'm kid, happy yeah. For that, yeah, yeah. So you know that was going on too. So there's there a lot of lot of reasons why we weren't going out. Church was probably playing a part of that too, but um, you know that that time went on and the flood came and we moved and things have changed and jobs have come and gone and I ended up getting recording equipment because I was like I got all these songs in my head, our chord progressions or just riffs that I want to put down and I was like well. Probably won't happen in a band, you know, because like now we're like forty. Um, yeah, who does that in their forties right. playing then, a band? Yeah, well then you you look around and like all you guys are still doing it and, and kicking ass, and it's like, well, it's not a big deal. It's just like you know, 
you can go play with your friends. It's no big deal. Song, dude. Yeah. Which is why I asked you right before this podcast, like, yeah, yeah. What do you, what's your availability? Yeah, to- totally, yeah. totally, dude. I do it now. I, it's, uh, I want to hear your ideas. I'm just, yeah. You've always been a good musician. I want to hear them. Yeah, I'm. I want to put them down. I just haven't lately. I think it's inside, buddy. All right, cool, man. Well, do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I think I've charted you all the way into No Fuego, and I kind of want to save a lot of that. Yeah, that we have to show. save that That's cool. Shit. What's y'all's favorite bands that you played in? That I've played in? I've only played in, like, three bands. Whoa. So. What was your favorite one? Swashbuckle was really fun. Mr. Rent, I got to play drums in. I love playing drums. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Swash was one of my favorite bands. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sean Lee's a bad motherfucker, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that dude. Yeah. He's, uh, Let's talk about him for a little while like we always do, yeah. We don't have to. Yeah. You go, he could go cook. He yeah, start so cooking the food. Fun. <laughs> for sure. It was fun. We got to play a lot of shows with that. Mr. Rent, we didn't get to play very much. It was and just kind of a, a one-off thing, but that the was record was great. It's I a thought. great yeah. record. <clears throat> fun, fun shit. I know this dude, it, I, I could probably answer it for him. Probably Hammer Chase and Nail. Nope. Was pro- what? It was a good band, but you said your question was... Favorite band to play in. Favorite band to play in, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For you, 100%. Hammer Chase and Nail is a great band. It's probably my favorite band ever to come out of Baton Rouge area. And wow. I started listening to them about a month ago. No shit. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Five songs. Yeah, on, I had uh, to introduce this guy to that shit. Yeah. I was like, imagine uh, you if you wouldn't have stopped. Oh yeah. Five songs. Yeah. Hell yeah. So like you, you, you would play. On the computer on Friday nights, mm-hmm. the oh yeah yeah, you know. wasn't that great? Yeah, don't you need to do that again? I, know, I need to get back into that. Well, that it was, was it was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was I awesome. couldn't catch it. Friday every night, time. like I'm done. I'm tired. The work week's done, and like that was awesome to put on and just. I I yeah. liked it a lot of a lot of nights. You know, a lot of Fridays, I was I was able to sit there, but I heard songs would be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like We the Living had one. And I was just like, "Good God, yeah, yeah. it's one of the greatest fucking yeah. songs I've ever heard." And uh, and one of those songs, I think it was. Uh, uh, things change. No, nothing stays the what same. We are, stays what we all are. What we all are. Yeah. yeah what we all are comes nah, on, nah, and I'm nah, like, nah, oh, nah. fucking hell, this is amazing. Yeah. At the end, when Sean says, "We are yeah." So, um, so yeah, I was like, I heard a song, but I never heard the record until recently, and I lost my freaking shit, dude. And then I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to play all this shit. And we're gonna be able to cover this shit one day, but. The drums are too fucking tight. I'm sorry. I'll fucking try, dude. Like, that Jeremy's I mean, yeah, nails yeah, yeah, Jeremy's like goddamn props. Fucking yeah, dude. The yeah. dude's great. Dude is great. He's badass. You've yeah. known some killer, like, you've been in the company of some great drummers, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tiny, man. Him and Tiny, Tiny was my homeboy. Yeah. I used to air drum every freaking part that dude would play at every single show. That yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, Sean, Sean was more. not a bad drummer. Yeah. Sean, this guy. Yeah. I'm okay. You haven't heard this yet. Aaron, yeah, I, yeah, maybe we'll show you a little something later. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, and 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 Aaron, I mean, I remember when I was like when I was young, and Kenmore's were still playing. Watching Aaron back there was just like, he's a madman. Yeah, I mean, at my age and my capability at that point, like seeing that, I was like, there's no fucking way I'll ever be able to do what that dude is doing back there. It was insane. How do you do that shit with that fucking ride and that hi hat? What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's badass. I know, I know. I'm just curious, like, because I'm kind of new to it as well. But are you, are you following, um, kind of this? I don't know if it's metal, 
harder rock. It's not punk. So like like uh, Chemical City Rebels and Four Magnitus. Oh, yeah, 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 are you following stuff. any of that stuff that's coming out of this area? Not a whole lot, but I did get to catch a show, a uh, Halloween show, uh, Chemical City Rebels, and that was that was badass. Of course, yeah. that's my boy Sean was playing. Yeah. And um, Chris. Chris got me to go yeah. out to that show. Yeah, Subliminal Landmines was there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There was but a no, third band. I don't remember who they were. Though. I'm not. I'm not following the scene hardly at all. I mean, yeah, it's kind of tough. For I don't know. I don't know. It's just I got uh, the things I'm into. I just I don't. Sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not able to. Do you remember Billy from We the yes. Living? And, all right, so yeah. he's doing stuff constantly too. So. I saw his band play with. Uh, yeah, the Kenmore show. Kenmore's and Billy. Yeah, Dude, they were badass. And, uh, Domain. Billy. I mean, Domain, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, that and, was and awesome. I'm playing with them now, so it's great. <laughs> I'll bet. That was probably yeah, badass. Fucking fun. Yeah. Fucking fun. Better is doing some shit, bro. We're getting yeah. we're getting better. It, it was a, lo- a long lull, but it's getting better, dude. I'm just letting you know. like, yeah. If you got time to come see shows, it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to... I've tried recently. Cause, all right, so I just got back from driving. I got back in... Like February first, and when you're driving, man, I'm yeah. not going to any show anywhere. It was all I could do to happen to be in town for that that right. one show. Yeah, but yeah, he's just driving like it's no big deal. It's like he was doing like long haul freight trucking. <laughs> yeah, like it was like I mean, weeks like at a time, three thousand yeah. miles yeah. a week, like yeah. two or three weeks straight. But yeah. um, like driving yeah. a taxi, like what's the big deal? Like catch a show. Oh, so but so since I've been back, I'm like I'm. I'm I'm on Facebook, so like I'm looking for the flyers that come on Facebook. Like, who's playing this day? Who's playing this day? I'll I'll text you guys every now and then. Like anybody playing at all tonight? Right. I, yeah. I can I can go out tonight. You know. I got I got I got some time. I want to yeah. go listen yeah. to some music. So. Well, there's some pretty cool venues and batteries right now, my friend. So I guarantee you'll find a show. Uh, that place, Chelsea's. I went there to watch <laughs> uh, uh, P Daddy, uh, Prince Daddy, and the Hyena. With uh, what was that? Drug Church and, and all that. And man, that two was, other bands. It, just, yeah. it sounded that that venue sounds great. So if you're going to see so Chelsea's live, here, here you go, sponsored by. Uh, so if you're, I think you're going June to Sparta. I don't know. You don't, don't know. know. Okay, yeah, that's see, Sparta was my Sparta sister's then. jam, dude. Yeah. My sister freaking absolutely loves Sparta. Well, you'd be hanging out with, like me and Holstein, probably. So I'd go to hang out. With, <laughs> I'd go to hang out with y'all. You know, I'm not saying I so dislike saying, Sparta. I'm saying that venues, probably go to the show. Yeah, that venue sound is yeah, it's amazing. great. It's a great fucking place. Um, actually, Mid City Ballroom sounds that's really another good. killer place. Yeah, I like that place. Yeah, that, that sounded great. So yeah, anytime there's something going on over there, you should check it out. It's coming, yep. dude. It's coming up. Travis's band is fun as fuck. Yeah, dude. Check it out. Yeah, and Phil Brady's. Yeah, well, yeah, they're always there. Sean loves them. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> all right, Ty. Thanks for coming, hang out, brother. Hey, Tom Rolls. <laughs> Let's go drink Appreciate some the invite. Beer, hang out with everybody. Hey, Get that grill food, going, dude. bro. We'll yep. see you guys down the road. Thank you, Ty. Love you. Peace. You the man, bro. Bye.